We are in Matthew, the seventh chapter. We're doing the lessons, uh, going through the book of uh, Matthew, uh, the teachings of Jesus. We are wrapping up the uh, Sermon on the Mount. And we left off at uh, Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 13, where Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few Find it. Now, this is really radical compared to much of what we've heard taught in America today. And I'm talking about Christianity. Many Christians hold to the concept and the idea that everybody goes to heaven. Or most people go to heaven. That only some really bad guys go to hell. And we even have a version of there is no hell. Everybody makes it. Sadly, Jesus was not as enlightened as many today because he taught exactly the opposite. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many will find it. Few will find the way to life. Now, I don't know what the percentages are, but imagine a lot of something. Whatever it is in your head, imagine a lot of it. And now imagine a few. It's a stark contrast, even in your own head. It's what we're talking about. And Jesus was warning, this should put a little bit of the fear of God in all of us. Now, I know a lot of people today have taught for some time, you know, you don't have to fear God, fear is a bad thing, you know. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is a healthy fear. Without question, there's a destructive fear. It's not helpful. But there is also a positive fear. It keeps you alive. You're afraid to do something you know that might be destructive. When I'm flying my airplane at 28,000 feet, I'm afraid to open the door. (laughs) Bad things could happen. I don't want to test it. There are some good things. We should be concerned. Now Jesus goes on and he continues to talk and he says, Now watch out for false prophets. They come in to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Watch out. Why would we need to watch anything? Everybody makes it. Only a few bad people go to hell. No problem. But that's not true. Hence the warnings. And there are tons of warnings in the New Testament. Be careful. Pay attention. Be on your guard. Watch it. But we've gotten away from those things. Many people aren't even aware of the warnings of Scripture. Why? doesn't really matter. It's one of the reasons a lot of people don't take their faith seriously today. Now, it's not up to you or to me to decide whether or not the guy sitting next to you is going to make it or not. This is not our call. We need to preach the gospel everywhere we can, encourage people to trust in God, and encourage one another to live out our faith. It's not our call. Uh, but we do need to be careful. Now, this morning... Uh, I don't think we had it in this service, but in the previous service. We had it in the service too? Oh, that's lovely. Uh, we had a guy out in front pro- protesting with a big sign warning about hell. And I'm not sure if he was just warning about hell in general or if he was protesting us thinking that everyone who comes to this church is going to hell. Quite frankly, I'm not sure what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> I'm not cussing. He's talking about hell. All right. But it's not particularly helpful. I mean, you know, if that worked, I'd do it. Well, if I could walk out with a sign and say, don't go to hell, and everybody straighten up, sign me up. I get y'all out on corners with signs. 
But that's not productive and it's not helpful. But without question, we do need to be careful. So Jesus gives us a warning. Look, not everybody makes it and you need to pay attention. He warns us about false prophets and there's many other warnings he will give us and throughout the New Testament, many warnings. Then he starts talking about how you'll know false prophets from good prophets by their fruits. We're going to come back to that next message. But I just want to step over that and stay in this context this morning. Now the very next thing he says then is verse 21. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. What? Is this not exactly what many have taught for decades in this country? Evangelists. Preachers, teachers, great campaigns, just come forward, repeat this prayer. Call Jesus Lord, you'll be saved. Well, it is clearly the first steps to faith. And if you don't do this, you can't possibly be saved. You come, this is how you get saved. But not everyone who prays a prayer is automatically saved. This wholesale idea, again, why so many people live their lives casually. Why a lot of guys aren't even in church this morning. And even they're good guys. Ah, I've got to take it seriously. Don't have to really give money to the church. Ah, it doesn't really matter. Don't have to really involve, get involved, volunteer anywhere. That ah, doesn't really, really matter, you know. Or I believe in Jesus, we're all going to make it. It's interesting that we've gotten so far from the teachings of Jesus. He gave us a clear look at this and said, You need to be careful. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will get into heaven. That's what Jesus said. Don't get mad at me. Now I'm sounding like Marcus in the movie. <laughs> I got to quit talking like this. <laughs> Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, we're getting, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now how do we know what the will of God is? Now we have greatly corrupted the concept of the will of God in the Christian community. In America today, again, over the last 50 years, we've gotten so far. People have boiled down the will of God to decisions they must make. I must make a decision. I need to know the will of God. What's the will of God? I need to know a decision. Should I go to McDonald's for lunch or should I go to Burger King? I don't know. I don't know the will of God. What should I do? Should I work here? Should I work there? Should I date this idiot? Should I date the other idiot? I need to know the will of God. I need the will of God. Listen to me. That's not what the Bible's talking about when it says obeying the will of God. As for those things, that's where the Bible says, ask God for wisdom. God will give you wisdom. He will help you make a decision. That's not the will of God getting caught up all these little chains. Do I eat Burger King? Do I eat a McDonald's? If we had a Chick-fil-A, I'd say it's the will of God to eat there today. But it's the way to have one. But stop with this. Do I buy blue shoes? Do I buy green shoes? What shoes? I say buy them all. But just, you know, just. That's not the will of God. Well, how do I know what to say? Listen to me. Ask for wisdom. God gives, the Bible says, to everyone who asks wisdom. But you still have to make the decision. Don't wait for God to speak to you. Get off your butt and live your life. Goodness gracious, we have Christians scared to death to do anything. I don't want to miss the will of God. That's not what he's talking about. Besides, God's a big boy. If he didn't want you to do something, you're not going to have the opportunity to do it. You ever have a plan, you're going to do it, and then everything gets slammed shut in your face? Anybody been there before? 
So what is that, pastor? That's God telling you, don't do that. Are you hearing me? He's a big boy. He can open and close doors. People often ask me, pastor, how did you know God wanted you to do this? And how do you know God wants? I don't know. I'm not that spiritual. I don't hear voices. It looks like I hear voices, but I don't hear voices. The way God leads me is he puts me in a house, he closes every window and door, and he lights the house on fire and then opens one door. I feel highly motivated to go through the one door. Quit stressing about the will of God, about the decisions in your life. Stop it. The Bible talks the will of God. What is the, the will of God is obeying the teachings of God. The teachings of Jesus, the scriptures. Well, what's the will of God? He's just told us. We're in the Sermon on the Mount. Let me recap what we've learned so far. Rejoice when people insult you. Don't hide your faith. Don't hate people. Make peace with everyone in your life. Don't drag people to court. Don't lust after women. Don't get a divorce. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Learn to turn the other cheek. Love your enemies. Don't do good things just to be seen by others. Pray simply, don't babble. Forgive people or God won't forgive you. Put your money into the kingdom of God. You cannot serve both God and money. Quit worrying about everything. Trust God. Put first his kingdom. Don't judge people. And get active in your faith. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. This is the will of God. Are you doing these things? This is how you know. So pastor, if that's, if that's the case, I'm in big trouble. Because I, I have hated people and I have lusted. And I've been through a divorce. I'm in, okay, well this is where forgiveness comes in. But then Stop. Stop. You know, we, we, we've lost the message of Jesus. You know how many times Jesus came to someone and said, I do not condemn you. I forgive you. But then go and sin no more. See, we're great at the first part. We're terrible at the second part. It's like we can't seem to tell people, stop. So, well, Pastor, I can't. You can't say that. People can't. Don't tell me the grace of God and the power of God cannot keep us from doing the same stupid things over and over again. I reject that thought. And I know this is not everybody agrees with this. And quite frankly, I don't care. A lot of preachers, well, you know, Pastor, everybody just, you know, Paul said I can't help but do the things that he was talking about before he got saved. Don't tell me that the power of God can forgive me of my sins. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Heal my body. Do miracles in my life. Someday raise my dead body back to life. But he can't keep me from looking at porn. Don't tell me that. No, no, I can't help but beat my wife. (laughs) Actually, she'd beat me. (laughs) Don't tell me that. What kind of message is this? We call it the grace of God. It's not grace. I don't know what that is. If your version of the grace of God does not include you can live victoriously and not keep doing the same stupid things over and over again, you got the wrong picture of grace in your head. You say, well, pastor, sometimes I make mistakes. Well, get in line. But that's different than just giving up and saying, well, I can't help it. 
I can't help it. I can't help it. This message is insane. I've had Christian moms, Christian moms come to me. They say, well, well, Pastor, isn't it normal for my son to look at porn and masturbate? Shouldn't I encourage that? Have you lost your minds? This is insane. The world says they can't help it. The matrix comes along. You can't escape. The agents show up. The temptation, the doubts, the devil. You can't get away. I'm telling you, we can walk free. Jesus came to set us free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I said, just this message sets people free. I've had so many people who have emailed me, called me, talked to me personally over the weekend. He said, you have no idea. I was doing these things. I was doing them over and over and over again. And just hearing you say, I don't have to do this, has set me free. But when we tell people they can't get free, what kind of message is that? Jesus goes on to say, now he's describing judgment day. It's a day we're all going to get to. You cannot escape it. And he says this next. He says, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons. And in your name perform many miracles. And I will tell them plainly, plainly, clearly, without doubt. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, this scripture ought to put a little bit of the fear of God in every single person listening to me this morning. Now, I can't tell you I understand all this. And I don't know that we need to understand all this. Clearly, what we should understand is the warning. Not everybody gets in. Be careful. Pay attention. Not everyone who just says, Lord, Lord, gets in. And on that day, there will be many to me who claim to have done many righteous things. And they will not get in. Because they never really did the will of the Father. Now, how they do these other things, I don't know. I look at this stuff and I think, man, these guys, they get in. Where am I at? How much prophesying have I done? How many demons have I driven out? I had teenagers once. Threw them out. <laughs> Maybe that's the same thing. I don't know. Perform many miracles. Perform many miracles. I don't, I don't know to find miracle. My wife still likes me. <laughs> that's a miracle. You tell me some of these cats don't get in? Yeah. I don't understand how they do. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I'm just telling you. It should cause us to live a circumspect life. Do not take this casually. Do not take it for granted. Are you doing the will of God? And I'm not taking about talking about some moronic little decision you've got to make. I don't care how big you think it is. That's not what the Bible talks about with the will of God. Are you doing what he taught us? It's why we're looking into the scriptures and learning what to do. Jesus said, strive to enter into that straight gate, that narrow gate. Be careful. Pay attention. On that day, And it's not our call to say who. Stand out in front and say we're all going to hell. That's not our call. But on that day, I think a lot of us are going to be surprised who gets in and who doesn't. It should cause us to be careful.
to take this stuff seriously. The good news is we can walk free. When God calls you, he enables you. That's what you have to understand. Otherwise, he's a monster. If he calls you to live a righteous life and does not enable you to live that righteous life, then he is a monster. Well, I got news for you this morning. My God is no monster. He has called us to live a righteous life. And you know what? He will empower us to live that righteous life. And we can walk in freedom. And we can walk in peace. And we can walk in joy knowing that we are indeed free in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, for your truth. Thank you for this great weekend with these men. Help us, Lord, to celebrate this glorious message that in Christ comes freedom and salvation. We cannot earn it. We can't work our way. This isn't about working. It's still all done by grace and through faith. But let us not fool ourselves. Let us not deceive ourselves. Let us not think just because we said a few words. That's all that matters. Help us to truly know you, to know the Father, and to do the will of God. And we thank you, Lord, that that which you have called us to do, you enable us to do. Fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit as we draw closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen.